The lockdown has been lifted, and restaurants in Paris are wide open. Service à table. The sign in the restaurant window reads, Come in, we're open again. A young woman leans back in her chair. She has no eyes, but she looks straight at me. Strains of her dark hair fall loosely into her face. She smiles brightly. Two wine glasses sit on top of the table. Hers is empty, as is the chair across from her. Her blue mini dress is riding up her thigh. And upon closer inspection, I can see a hand gliding up her legs. Someone is hiding beneath the tablecloth. Their dress shoes are sticking out from the other end, which places their face right between the woman's thighs. She's holding up a fork, ready to eat. But it looks like the person underneath the table is the only one doing the eating. The caption floating above the couple reads, Service à table. And they're serving up my favorite kind of meal. Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pillow Talk, the interview series of Pussy Church where I call some of my favorite erotic creators. This is Lara, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Lara, which you can find at talesoflara.com and at Tales of Lara on Instagram. The piece at the beginning of the show is a description of an artwork by French illustrator Simon Francard, aka Petite Luxure, who I'm checking in with today. We got a spicy episode for you in store, so pour yourself a glass and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pillow Talk, the special interview edition of Pussy Church, where I talk to some of my favorite creators. And today I'm here with Simon Francard, um, a.k.a. Petite Luxure. Simon is a French illustrator and graphic designer whose work has garnered more than a million followers on social media. And his works have been published in Playboy and Vanity Fair. And you also just brought out a book, right? Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for having invited me. It's so exciting. You know, I actually, this goes back now to 2018, 19 or something. I saw your artwork um, in New York. You went to the exhibition? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, it's great. Uh, you weren't <laughs> at the opening, yeah? Not at the opening because I came in like a week later or something. So you were there. Yeah, yeah. because I went for the opening. It was very, uh, very great time in my life. First opening of a first show in the US. So I've been a fan of your work for a long time. Um, and so I'm really excited to have you on. And excited to find out more about you because you're also a really private person. And um, your Instagram, I think especially when I went to that exhibition, I didn't even know your gender or anything about you. Yeah, yeah. At the very beginning of this Instagram, I I wanted to stay very secret because I wanted people to have a very neutral look to my drawings. Mm -hmm. uh, besides that, I was... Uh, and I'm still thinking that I am not very important. I, I think that's what people like are what I draw. 
So at the very beginning, yeah, I was very anonymous and I asked the journalist to send me a question by email and I wrote the question uh, trying not to show if I'm a male mm. or female. Yes. But uh, that playing against me uh, because some people try to to make fake accounts and to pretend that really uh, yeah yeah on Twitter on Facebook so I had to to show my face a little bit but I never show my face on the Instagram so a lot of people or followers still don't know uh, who I am mm -hmm. but for example in New York I wanted to go to the opening of the show without telling people that I was the artist but uh, the the gallery owner and my wife convinced me to 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 get public and show my face so I did so yeah I wonder how that was for you because I'm anonymous right and um, I think I hear you so much in this whole thing about the work should speak for itself but also I really like the fact that when there's no face people can see themselves more in the work yeah exactly uh I think it's a very big part in my work because, you know, I, I made like unfinished drawings. So people uh, can complete the scenes by themselves. Yes. And it's very yes. funny because a lot of people told me, oh, in this drawing, I saw that, I imagined that. And uh, these are things I never imagined while drawing this scene. So it's very funny to, to let drawings live in people's minds. Yes, and I think that's really interesting what you said. It's um, just another way of seeing it, I guess, that they can complete the story for themselves, right? You give them inspiration and then it's up to them to interpret um, or make it their own. Yeah, exactly. It's like just this, the very first sparkle at the beginning and the, they set up the fire by themselves, yeah about your artwork how would you describe it and how did it become or how did you start drawing and drawing erotic erotic themes <laughs> simple drawing i never stopped drawing because you know you you start when you're a child mm -hmm. i always knew that i wanted to draw uh, or to have uh, visual arts in my life so I made a applied art school and I, I became graphic designer and art director. Mm -hmm. and so I drew just for myself. I drew tattoos and drew... Uh... But I never decided to fall in erotic art. It all started by accident in 2014. I was ill in my bed. I was stuck to bed by the flu. Mm -hmm. And I was very tired and I was just drawing uh, to pass the time and... Uh... And I was so tired that I didn't finish my drawings on maybe a few days or weeks later when I took back my sketchbook. I found this uh, very beginning of drawings of female bodies and, uh, and I thought it was erotic art and uh, uh, minimal drawings. And it was very funny to play with these two topics because you can... You can show whatever you want. You can show very explicit scenes without being uh, vulgar or mm -hmm. too graphic. So yes. I think I created Petit Luxure after having created it when uh, people uh, showed me that uh, 
I had to do something with it. This is so interesting because I think erotic art is so specific and obviously sex is a topic that a lot of people are interested in, especially because it is kind of forbidden, right, to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, why do you think people really reacted strongly to your artwork on Instagram or what were the messages you got that kind of give you an insight on like why people reacted so strongly to your art? I turn a very explicit themes and topics into uh, cute and inoffensive uh, pictures. And uh, the very first messages I received, and I still receive a lot of that, is that, for example, very young couples and people who just met, they don't know how to talk about sex with their new partner mm -hmm. without, uh, they don't know how to ask them something in bed or to show them what they like. So they love my drawings because they can send it uh, to their partner and tell them, yeah. oh, I love these pictures. And it's, it's something that I always try to do with my drawings and it's very difficult and I don't think I achieve in each drawing is that you can show you this drawing to someone without being mm. vulgar or too much uh, shocking, but it can uh, it can be very explicit. So I think yeah. that's what people like. You'd love to try something new. You've been thinking about it for a while. You fantasize about it when you're home alone. Maybe it's a threesome, an erotic massage, or oral underneath the restaurant table, but you just don't know how to approach your partner to turn your fantasies into reality. We've all been there for various reasons, and hearing Simon talk about how people share his erotic illustrations to communicate their innermost desires is the reason why I love his artwork. He refers to his illustrations as, quote, inoffensive, and during the interview even lamented his poor drawing abilities. But I believe his minimalist style is the reason his erotic artworks are so successful. They help people to embrace their desires and expand upon their sexual relationships. His suggestive style lets us fill in the lines with our own fantasies and stimulates our imagination and other parts to offer as a menu on how our needs can be met. And due to him, my menu now includes my lover vanishing underneath the restaurant table to eat me up. It is so fascinating when you start creating something. This is kind of how I started on Instagram. So innocent to the possibilities, right? To be like, oh, I'm just going to put out some artwork and then we'll see what happens. I read erotica. So it's like, I don't know. I'm just going to put something out there. Who knows? And then people having such strong reactions to it and you're actually you're inspiring people and that's a really wild privilege really right to be able to give that to somebody um and affect their life in a positive way yeah exactly because especially for eroticism and sex because i think this topic is uh is like a very uh primitive topic because we it's like a, a natural need you have to mm -hmm. eat you have to sleep and uh, of course you have to procreate but now of <laughs> course we can we can uh, have sex without procreating it's very good uh, thing, of <laughs> course but I made this first uh, lockdown everywhere in the world I asked people to send me messages about how they they were living uh, this lockdown with their sexual life and uh, mm -hmm. love and I just discovered that 
when I receive message from India, from Mexico, from everywhere in the world. And uh, we're just human beings. And we're, when we're naked in the bed, we're all over. For example, we are all the same. And it's very, very funny because with this Instagram uh, crossed with uh, eroticism, you can have a worldwide vision of very private things and privacy in the bedrooms of anywhere in the world. So it's very impressive. Yeah. Every time I ask something in my stories, it's like if I was opening doors of the bedrooms everywhere in the world. Isn't that so funny? I, I, I have that a lot with the podcast because a lot of people send in questions and also with my Instagram. But isn't that so interesting that it was easier for people to tell their most inner secrets to a stranger than to their partner or their friend or their family, right? That it was easier. And obviously it makes sense now to me. There's no judgment, right? Or it's very different. There's not consequences f within that relationship. So telling you a secret, right? An Instagram account, it's a little easier. What surprised me about what people send me in DMs or in in private messages or in email, it's not that they told it to me as a human being, but that they told it to someone who owns uh, an Instagram account with <laughs> one million followers. For example, about long lockdown stories, I had a lot of stories about uh, mistresses and, you know, like uh, uh, infidelity in the couples mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. a lot of people that couldn't anymore go out in an hotel with their... Uh... Oh, wow. And some of them uh, sent me some pictures with their lovers in the, no. in the, in the hotel room. And uh, they knew that for this poll, I was uh, going to publish the pictures with the drawing uh, I imagined from the pictures. So some people asked me to publish on the 1 million followers Instagram accounts a picture of them with their... Uh, lover that wasn't uh, the with an affair basically yeah exactly <laughs> okay I love this word but i can show this picture on instagram because it will make it public so it's very there is like yeah. um a limit to it as well i mean on the one hand right you're an artist creating work that can inspire people and make them feel less alone and help them embrace themselves and their sexuality but you're not their therapist know the vehicle to destroy or fix their relationship right oh exactly yeah how um and i don't mean that in a super personal way but more in an artistic way um sexuality what does that mean to you i know you said it kind of came out of an accident that you create erotic art but i still think there is something about you know everybody in this world that creates sensual art everybody who does that has like a specific relationship to sexuality maybe that's also this could be sexuality for me is so normal that i don't even think about it as something taboo right but um what what's that part for you i agree totally with you uh i think people that choose to write about sex to draw about sex are they're just assuming that uh, sex is a very big part of our lives Mm -hmm. because um yeah as you as you said it for for me it's very natural and uh, this question of taboo i think uh i don't know if i'm right but i think it came originally from religion from from what 
religions. Or religion, yes. And for me, it's like something that we invented to, to, it's like going against our nature to, yes. to think that sexuality is bad because it's part of our nature, of course. Yeah, I think you, what you're touching upon is really interesting. Um, I think that sexuality has been used by not just religion, but also religion to oppress people because it is something so integral to being a human. Your book that you um, that you illustrated, um, you used fantasies of of people that wrote to you, right? Sexual fantasies. Uh, not exactly. Uh, uh, the first one, which is called uh, Intimate Stories, you can find it in English. I asked people to send me uh, something they lived in their sexual life uh, in less than uh, 100 words, I think. And the last one who came up, but just in French for the moment, was about uh, love letters. So I asked people mm. to send me uh, by mail a handwritten letter uh, that they would have wrote for someone they wanted to sleep with mm -hmm. to a stranger that, to, to no one but uh, like a kinky love letter with some uh, kinky details what stuck with you from these things that people write to you maybe even with the letters you know what are like themes that you see or things that or a letter or a story that you won't forget that you could share Oh, uh, for the first book, I had a very uh, fascinating story. It was, uh, so it's in the book. It's one of the 50 stories I kept. It was a young lady and uh, she, she told me about the first uh, uh, experience she had with a woman, with another girl. Mm -hmm. It was the very first time for her. And uh, it was very cute. The, they had lighted them candles in the room to make a romantic uh, ambience and uh, and uh, since they were kissing on the bed uh, there um, they threw one t-shirt who fell on the candle and the t-shirt started to burn no <laughs> her girlfriend uh, just ran and uh, threw some water on the fire mm -hmm. but uh, after that few months later her girlfriend died i don't know how but it was very tragic and uh, so it was very um very emotional story and wow. uh, i wrote the book i made the drawing the book went out and uh, then i started making some book signings in different cities in france mm -hmm. and one day i was in not and there is a, a girl who met me and gave me a candle and she told me this she was the girl in the story she wrote the story Oh, cool. and, uh, it was so so impressive to 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 meet her and she she gave me this little candle and she wrote a little poem on the paper that she wrapped around the candle mm -hmm. about her girlfriend who passed away a few years before and uh, since then i always keep the candle in my studio and it's very very strong memory yeah i think you know so rarely people get the chance to share um anything about their sexuality and to be heard and seen like that um must really touch them as well so you also write like double entendres right or 
let's say word word plays with your with your illustrations how did that come um to be and how do you do it with translating them i think the very very first drawings uh, already had some words but it was not exactly word plays it was like uh, metaphors but for me when i draw something uh, the idea always come from the words Mm. For me, the words can set up someone on fire with few words. Yes. I think that my drawings, if they don't have this little sparkle with the ID and this wordplay, which is quite funny, they're much less interesting. Mm -hmm. So I began to explain in English why these words in French were a play. And uh, people, uh, a lot of people told me, oh, that's very good. It's like a kinky French lesson. I love it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a lot of people and some people even told me I, I come here half for the drawings and half for the explanation in English. It's funny because now all my followers, non-French speaking followers, they think that French is a, a very naughty language and that <laughs> every word can be turned into a sexual meaning. The image described in the beginning of the episode shows a woman sitting in a French cafe while her partner is hiding underneath the table with their face buried in her lap. Judging from her smile and her partner's abandoned wine glass on the table, they're both enjoying the meal. So what's the kinky French lesson here? Simon's piece is about the reopening of restaurants in France after the last lockdown. On the illustration, it says, Service à table. Service à table means something like weighted table service. When you eat in a restaurant where a waiter serves you at a table. Literally, it means service at the table. But service sounds exactly like service, which means serving vice. So the caption on the illustration means serving vice at the table. Fitting when you consider what's happening under the table in this artwork. Bon appétit. Part of the show is playing games, and we are going to play one game today called Truth or Dare. So when someone chooses truth, they must answer the question truthfully, and when someone chooses dare, they're given a task to complete. Um, and since we're away from each other, the dares are limited to on air or social media. Okay, are you ready? Okay, I'm, I don't know if you're ever ready for this kind of game, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Truth or dare? Uh, truth. Okay. If you could have a superpower, a sexual superpower, or maybe in bed, or maybe something else, what would it be? Wow, a sexual superpower. <laughs> to feel that every time it would be the first time. <gasps> really? Yeah, of course not... Uh, in the facts, because the first time in bed is really <laughs> not really the, the best of your life, I think, for everyone. To, you know, you, like this teenage emotion you have when you mm. just discover the love. It yes. would be so great to, to, to keep it all you have. Of course, I, I, I have it with my wife uh, today, of course. But this kind of ex excitation, you know, you can say it about every topic. It's always exciting to... To do it for the first time. 
it's so funny because with sex normally you wouldn't say maybe the first you wanted like the first time but i understand what you mean in the sense yeah of... no, the emotion of the first time not the first time you uh, you make love but maybe the first three time the first the first new experience you know you you wouldn't think that you would love to mm-hmm. to feel that each experience is always a new one yeah okay truth or day uh... I'm also going to do truth to make it easier. <laughs> have your uh, activity on Instagram, have you uh, learned something about, you know, like a close person thanks to your Instagram? But for example, uh, with my Instagram, I discovered that uh, uh, a lot of people are already new in my life, mm-hmm. friends or uh, close ones, uh, talk um, more freely about sexuality. Oh. Uh, since I was um, making this. So it's very funny sometimes when you 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 get a private message from someone you know. And, uh... You know, it's a little bit different for me. I've had friends um, come to me and tell me very personal things um, about their sexuality after I started working in this field, but more in person. But I think it's still so interesting because I think also when I meet somebody new, you know, friends or like just a person at the party sometimes when they find out what I do, (laughs) um, you know, talk about sex and like have a podcast about sexuality that a lot of people open up very quickly and tell you the most personal things Um, with friends. It's very particular because it's nice to be able to connect on a level that they maybe didn't think they could, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that element of of having an account or a job in this field, really. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Before we say goodbye, could you share um, with the listeners? you know, things that you have coming up and how people can find your work. uh, So they can find me for the moment on Instagram, of course. So it's Petit Luxure. So you have to write it uh, full name because, you know, with the shadow ban on Instagram, Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to find my account now. But And uh, what will come up in the next um, weeks, months or years? (laughs) <laughs> I'm working with a ceramist in France. We are making a collection of uh, dishes. Very, very cool. Oh, how cool. Yeah, it would be really great because she's a very nice person and she makes very simple stuff. So my drawings are very look very good. And uh, so it will be for the Valentine's Day, maybe a little earlier. And uh, a very big show in Zurich, in Switzerland, uh, for October. And I'm uh, already working on this one because I want to make really great uh, artworks. And uh, a lot of, uh, I hope, a lot of new travels since now we can cross borders again. Yes, yes. So I hope I am searching for a, an exhibition in Louisiana, in New Orleans. And so if someone is uh, hearing uh, from uh, <laughs> NOLA, 
Yes, if anybody's listening from New Orleans. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I love this part of the world and I would mm. love to work with Acadians and Creole to create some uh, Louisiana Petite Luxure. Thank you again. Such a pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church Podcast. And please check out our amazing guest, Simon Francard, a.k.a. Petite Luxure, in the show notes. If you like today's show, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that will be amazing, too. See you next Sunday. Thank you.